Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's go. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow. that and welcome back to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle, and I'm exhausted. I am absolutely tired. That game was draining. That was the longest morning game I've probably ever watched. And this is a game that was very weird in every sense of the way. If I told you in the pregame podcast that our offense would have to bail out the defense on numerous occasions, and they would be able to do it on the back of Taysom Hill being the best football player on the field today, would you believe me? Probably not. Before I even get into anything about this game, uh, rants and whatnot, we just need to sit back and listen to these stats. This is Taysom Hill, the football player, the tight end, the quarterback, the tight end and quarterback that I left on my bench in fantasy. And I'm not happy about it. And I'm sure if if he's on your fantasy team, you started him because you're a smart person. I'm not a smart person. I put him on my bench. Taysom Hill today. Three rushing touchdowns. That's a great stat. Just how it is. One passing touchdown. An absolute dart to Adam Troutman. Troutman finally gets one for this year. One fumble recovery. 112 rushing yards. 112 rushing yards. 69 kickoff return yards because Deontay Hardy went down. He came in, uh, did pretty well. And 22 passing yards. 22 passing yards. And if you are a fantasy junkie uh, like me, that adds up to around 35 fantasy points. By a flex tight end. That is crazy. That is awesome. Uh, we needed a performance like this from an offensive player. We've been kind of waiting for a a breakout offensive game. I don't know if this necessarily was the game that is going to spark everything offensively. But it's just something we needed to see that we could do. This is a huge win for us. If they were to lose this game and drop to 1-4, and four, 
that is monumental for the rest of the season. Like, they had a tough loss against Tampa Bay. Could have won that game. They just get beat up by the Carolina Panthers again. Then you go to you have to play Minnesota in London, a game that they probably shouldn't have. They should have won, and they didn't. And losing this game would have just been killer. It would have sucked. Uh, instead, they improved two and three. They play the Cincinnati Bengals next week, and that's why this game was so big. We talked about it before. The schedule just gets tougher and tougher and tougher. And the thing about this game was. We came in banged up. We left even more banged up. The At the end of the game, the wide receivers, there was a snap where we had Traquan Smith, Callaway, and Keith freaking Kirkwood out at receiver. And when I mean Keith Kirkwood, I mean like the guy that was here, what, two to three years ago that we were like begging and praying on our knees for him to come off IR late in the season because we needed another wide receiver. Yeah, him. Obviously, MT Jarvis didn't play. Olave had that fantastic catch that will be talked about probably for the rest of the week uh, if it was a catch or not. I'll get on to what I think about that uh, in just a second. But you're down your top three wide receivers, and then you bring out Callaway, Traquan, um, Keith Kirkwood, Deontay Hardy was out as well. Don't even worry about it. Just put the team on Taysom Hill's back. He carried it. He was absolutely incredible. I also want to give a big shout out to Alvin Kamara in this game. He had a really bad fumble that I was very, very hard on him about. And that's something that I will discuss too. That in those type of situations, yeah, coaching could be better in certain situations, but with a Camara fumble, that's not coaching, that's not drills, that's not ball secure, you do at practice, that's a mental thing. And if you think otherwise, you go tell Alvin Kamara to do a ball security drill. He knows what he has to do. He knows how to do it. It's not like he's unprepared or whatnot. Just that quick lack of focus. You're worried about the guy behind you. He kind of jumps. Just having the ball loose a little bit. Um, it's just little things. You need three points of contact on that football at all time. And and then I felt so common to relax and hold it with two or even one point of contact. So um, need to focus in on the turnovers. That was a huge issue yet again. Uh, the thing about this game was, and we've said it every game, they did enough to win, but they also did enough to lose. And Kamara obviously had that huge catch. He had six receptions for 91 yards. So total nearly has 200 yards total, which was a great game for him. He needed a game like this. Olave had four four catches, 54 yards. Adam Troutman, two catches, 32 yards. Uh, and all the other receivers, either one or two catches. Keith Kirkwood had a catch for four yards. So good job, Keith, coming on and uh, just being there, I guess. But the defense, this is something that gives me a headache. It makes me upset, makes me mad. These past few weeks of the Saints team, I'm not going to try and rant here. I'm just going to try and be be chill. The defense is kind of carried. And I know they had, some, they had some injuries. Lattimore got banged up. Hopefully that's nothing serious. I think he was uh, ruled out for a second at the, later in that game. Um, I don't know if it was just because they knew they had it or it was actually bad. But no reports on him yet. Uh, they came in with no Marcus May. I thought he'd play. He, he didn't. He was a late inactive. And then P.G. Williams is placed in IR. So you're on to your third safety in the back end. And that showed. 
it really did show on multiple occasions. That first touchdown on DK Metcalf, we're all standing up with our hands up like, what? what is Debo doing? What is Tyron Matthew doing? I, I don't want to say it's completely not their fault, but it's not completely their fault. On that play, there's two deep safeties. It looked like you know, Tyron was on the right side and they were going to bracket DK Metcalf. Adebo was going to get uh, kind of that underneath coverage and Tyron was going to get the over-the-top coverage where uh, there probably could have been a pass to find there, but you have two solid DBs right there to make a play on the ball. But instead, Dwayne Eskridge, number one, gets a free release and he's going to score like easily. Like, if you had that free release, anyone, you could have caught that and ran in. He was gone because Justin Evans on the left side uh, playing safety, he bolts. I'm not even sure what he saw, but but he, he saw the eyes of Geno Smith and he took off. He bit on something. And so Tyron has to bail on the coverage from DK Metcalf and go save a touchdown with Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, you can go back and watch, too. It, he, Tyron's like, he's like freaking out, like, what do I do? Like, DK Metcalf is going to score or Dwayne Eskridge is going to score and you have to go at least with Dwayne because there was no one on him and that would have been Justin Evans guy and he could have at least uh, made that play better by staying home and making it so that throw would have been harder for for Geno to make but instead throws it over top Tyron Matthew has to help out elsewhere and it's an easy touchdown so little things like that Uh, Debo had a rough game multiple occasions where Justin Evans probably should have been there to help him, but he, he wasn't. Just I don't want to say it was a sophomore slump for just uh, for Paulson Adebo, but it was one of those games where y- you want to forget. And I don't think this is a great matchup for Adebo, that being the Seattle Seahawks. You have two super speedy wide receivers, probably three with Dwayne Eskridge. I mean, all their guys are fast. They have a fast wide receiver core. But that's no excuse. I mean, you got to go out and ball and – Today was a rough game for the defense, for sure. You don't expect the Seattle Seahawks. But we did talk about this, how they are a hot team uh, to come out and score 32 points on your dome, on your defense. Even with injuries, your defense line has to be better. It has to be improved. They, they can't continue to let up these big plays like this. I think they had, like, I don't, even, I don't know the exact number, but there was, like, decent amount of plays that they had over 15 yards and you just can't continue to keep doing that uh they made geno smith look like vintage russell wilson 16 for 25 268 yards three touchdowns and i think the most frustrating thing out of all this was the defense is containing them the offense finally finds a way to get things to work out and then their backup running back kenneth walker who was a great player he will be a great player pick him up in fantasy because rashad penny uh, his season's probably over. Um, breaks free for a super long touchdown run. And that's just one of those things. This defense is born and groomed and raised. And it's all we talk about is that run defense and how good they are. You can't let that happen. You cannot let that happen. And if I'm being completely honest, we shot ourselves in the foot enough. I mean, we've heard a lot of jokes about not having any more feet to shoot, but it really is that bad on how bad, you know, the penalties were, the self-inflicted wounds, the interceptions, uh, bad throw by Andy Dalton, miscommunication probably. Uh, but the, at the end of the day, the Seahawks did it too. But the thing is, the Bengals aren't going to do that. You know, the the Rams aren't going to do that. The Bucks aren't going to do that. Seahawks are a young team. 
their new team. Yeah, they're hot right now, but they're still trying to figure it out. I'm just now reading that that fake punt wasn't scripted. It wasn't called. He just kind of did it. He thought I saw a lane and just did it, which I'm just shocked. If, if I'm a punter in the NFL, I'm I'm never doing that. Even if I see a bunch of green grass, I'm, I'm going to do what's best for the team. And it was fourth and nine. Maybe if it was fourth and like three or four and you, you see a lane, you go for it. Sure. Fourth and nine. Stay in your lane, buddy. That's that's not you. That's not you. But penalties. Let's talk about penalties real quick. The Saints, it felt like we killed ourselves in that department. And we did. We had six penalties, 57 yards. So not as bad as it usually is. But here's the thing. The Seahawks, 12 penalties, 83 yards. Situational things. You know what I mean? So that killed a lot of their drives. It gave the Saints some extended drives. It was it was all you know different situations where it was important uh, for for the Saints to get those calls. And there were some there were some questionable things in this game for sure. But let's talk about this. And I talked about Twitter a little bit. The sequence that Seahawks fans are going to complain about for the whole week and moving forward: the DK Metcalf catch fumble and then the Chris Lave touchdown slash drop now here's the thing Dean Blandino went on TV and talked all about a catch and a football move that is in the rule book the word football move now what is a football move because they 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 understand a catch as being you grab the you grab the ball with your hands and you take two steps and then whatever a third step a spin a turn a backflip I don't know what that means but a football move is made. So a third step, I guess. And in DK Metcalf's catch, uh, it was a catch, two feet, turn, slash, body contortion, fumble. And it was a fumble. It's a catch and a fumble. Because if if it's a catch um, and, he, and he drops it, then that doesn't even make sense because he caught it, took two feet, and it's like now we're just confusing it like we were – uh, two years ago. So yeah, that was a catch and a fumble. It was just a matter of if his elbow was down before the ball came out and it turns out it wasn't. So that was there. So in their rules, that is a catch and fumble Saints ball. Now, the Alave touchdown. Very similar to, uh, I'll go back to when the Bears played the Saints and I don't remember the tight end, but he got super hurt on the play and it was almost career ending, I think. And he caught it, took two steps, fell, and then put the ball on the ground because he didn't complete the process of the catch. And that was during the time when we were confused about what a catch even is. And they ended up overturning that. And I think in today's game, that would have been a touchdown. But same kind of situation. If you catch a touchdown, take two feet, and then spike the ball like you're celebrating, that's a touchdown. If you catch it with two hands, um, take a third step, and then drop it, is that a fumble? No, because you already completed the process of the catch and you're in the end zone. So it is foggy. It's it's a gray area, but Olave did take two steps and then have that third step. And if it wasn't for him blocking out, he would have held, held on the ball. And super bummed to see him have a concussion like that. It didn't look good. He, w- I mean, we had a great angle of him kind of waking up from getting hit. And it was really a, a messed up scene. And uh, something you not want to you don't you don't really want to see that, and he kind of woke up and you kind of were seeing that he was trying to figure out what even just happened to him. But he got up. He was saying 
you know, he's walking out the field saying touchdown, touchdown, and and it was, and that was a good call and great by Lave, and hopefully, it's something that he can get back from quickly. I'd love to see him against Cincinnati. We definitely need him. We're we're banged up at the wide receiver position. I don't want to go into that game uh, looking like how we looked later in this game, but. A ton of self-inflicted wounds, an exhausting game. I'm missing a ton because uh, I was on the road this week for my work, and we got back at 5 a.m. from our game, and I had to wake up early for this game, and it was it was a brutal game, I'd say, for the Saints. Uh, but a win's a win. At the end of the day, a win is a win. They're 2-3. and three. That just makes the whole situation better because if they went 0-17 and had their first-round pick, we take the quarterback of the future and then be good. But we don't have our first-round pick. So there's no point of losing. People are going to lose their jobs. Players are going to lose their jobs. And nothing good ca- comes with, with losing. And I'm sure if we lost this game, it would have felt a lot different. We would have been frustrated. We, we would have been wanting players to be on or off the team. We would have wanted changes in the coaching staff. Uh, but now that you win, it's a breath of fresh air. It's like you survive another week. And I think moving forward, this is a good stepping stone. I think Andy Dalton was really, really good in this game. Now, obviously, he was only through for 187 yards or something like that. But it felt like the offense had rhythm. I had confidence that we could score. Uh, we've got to clean up the, the running holes. The, the holes got to be better in the running game. The fumbles got to be better. The turnovers got to be better because we can't keep winning games by losing the turnover margin. And, you know, Bobby Averett talks about that more than anyone. If you learn, if you lose a turnover margin, you probably won the game. And the Saints did lose the turnover margin 2-1, to one, uh, but they won the game. And you know why they won the game? Time of possession. Seahawks had the ball for 22 minutes and 25 seconds. The Saints had it for 37 minutes and 35 seconds. That is ball domination. That's running the football well. They moved the chains. They moved the sticks. Um, they had 438 total yards of offense. I don't know this for sure, but that's got to be one of the most, if not the most, uh, they've had this season. So lots of bright spots, but you know some some bad spots as well. And I think the bad spots are 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 decently fixable. I mean, the the defense was was rough, and I think you can fix that. Uh, helps a lot when you're healthy, and I think. Hopefully we can get healthy. Hopefully Marcus May can return. He's been really good when he's been in. Uh, the constant switching of the safety position is frustrating, I'm sure, for Tyron and the communication-wise and the back end. Hopefully Marshawn's injury isn't as bad as it it, it seems. Um, but if we can get healthy, if we can go on a little run, that'd be great. And I'll end it I'll end on the show with this. We all watched the Thursday night game with the Colts and the Broncos, and that was one of the worst football games we've ever seen. If you didn't watch it, I recommend you never watch highlights of that game. It was horrible. It was bad offense, uh, sloppy defense, sloppy special teams, missed field goals, bad decisions, missed throws. It had everything. And the Colts ended up winning that game, and Matt Ryan said, we're not figuring it out right now. But the big thing about this win is it's going to help us come December when we do figure it out. When we have it figured out, those wins that you pull out that you shouldn't win, that you aren't playing well, those wins help you in December. And the Saints aren't playing well. They haven't figured it out yet. But 
having a second win right now instead of a, another loss is huge. And the Saints will figure it out. They're not going to look this horrible on offense all year long. And they were really good today. And that's a step. It doesn't matter if, if it was you know, Taysom Hill carrying the team or not. They figured it out. They did what worked. That's a big thing. They trust, trusted Taysom to take over this offense because everyone else was hurt receiver-wise. Kamara had a good game as well besides the fumble. So they're figuring it out slowly. There's still some issues. There's going to be issues. But getting a win now helps you so much in December and moving forward that I feel so good about this win, especially being Seattle. It's always nice to beat Seattle. Thank you guys for tuning into today's show. Quick show today. Uh, we got a fun week coming up. We got the Cincinnati Bengals in the Dome. We'll have a pregame podcast coming Wednesday. Um, breaking down that injury report. So please, football gods, help us out a little bit. Help us get back some players. Hopefully MT can come back healthy. That'd be nice to have him back. Um, I'm looking forward to the showdown in the Dome with Joe Burrow. Thank you guys for love and support. As always, I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? Let's go. We on a roll. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. You know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we?